Hey guys, it's Kaylee and Cecilia bringing you the STEM at St. Mike's podcast. We are going to be your hosts, and each week we'll be bringing you current science topics and exploring STEM opportunities right here at St. Mike's. Hey guys, welcome back. This week I'm super excited because we are going to be talking with our very own co-host Kaylee Kamiski about her summer research. Yes, I'm very excited to share with you guys the exciting experience that I had from this summer where I got to kind of work in the lab and then work more in, you know, the publishing side of research. And Kaylee, I would say welcome to the podcast, but you're here every week, so... Yes, I am. (laughs) All right, well, you know, we like to start all of our guests off with a fun question, so we're going to keep it fun for you. Kaylee, what has been your favorite thing about this year so far? I know we're only a couple weeks into the semester, but what do you think? Well, living in a new building, or I guess it's Cronicue Hall now, having my own kitchen has been really nice, and then going to in-person classes has also been really great. I have really loved being back in in-person classes. It just motivates me to study so much more. I agree. It's really hard to motivate if you're just staring at your computer all day, and it's really even harder to want to study on your computer after that. Right. So, no, I am loving this slightly more post-COVID world, and hopefully we'll get there soon if people keep getting vaccinated and keep masking up. Yes, very true. So, Kaylee, just tell our listeners a kind of an overview of what you were working on this summer. So, I was working on a project with Professor Lamos. And we were looking at an abandoned mine site in Stratford, Vermont. And basically what we were looking at was the heavy metal contamination that was left over from this mining process. So like a lot of iron, aluminum, and like magnesium, stuff like that. And so I went to the mine. I collected some soil and water samples from a surrounding river. And then basically I just did a lot of chemistry. And I ran it through a fancy machine we have here called an ICPOES, which I won't bore you with what that means, and we just like were able to see the exact concentrations of these metals in the soil and water. And then after we ran that, I compared it to data that was collected in 2017, so I think that's almost five years ago now. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and so then I worked after all of this lab work was done um, for the remaining, I think maybe like three or four weeks. I just primarily worked at adding to a document that they had with the previous research student in the works for publication. So I basically just started editing it and then just kind of getting it ready to hopefully publish it sometime this fall. That's very exciting. So what are the implications of all of these contaminants that you found in the water? So basically, the site that I was at, it's called the Elizabeth Mine. It's in Stratford, Vermont. And it's an EPA Superfund site. So they're also monitoring this site. And they've been putting in cleanup efforts there since the early 2000s. And so this was basically just a study alongside the EPA, even though like we didn't do it in conjunction with each other. Like There was no communication between us basically just to kind of be an outside source to quote-unquote double-check that Mm -hmm. their work was actually doing what 
they say that it is doing in their five-year reviews that they put out. And were all these contaminants because it was a mine, or how did that happen? Yeah, so since it was a mine site, and it was way back in like the early 1900s, it got shut down in the 50s. So back then, obviously, there wasn't a lot of concern for environmental safety and preservation, so really just they dug all of it up, and they took the copper out, and then they just dumped it all back on the surface of the earth and then all of that harmful metal just really started leaching into the surrounding environment which led to a pretty toxic water around there the ph was around like one in some spots which is incredibly low and (laughs) yeah that's not good (laughs) yeah (laughs) so what would you say was the most exciting skill that you learned this summer definitely independence in the lab because the way that research here kind of went for me at least this summer was I would check in with Professor Lemos and he'd be like okay cool so now that you know this let's go do this and so I would just do it I would just have to like you know Mm -hmm. figure out you know like a procedure a process to kind of do that and we were following EPA protocols just to kind of be as close as we can to the EPA's data so that made it a little bit easier but It was really nice because it kind of reinforced for me that I actually want to do lab work in the future. Yeah, that's great. And how did you end up getting this summer research position in the first place? So this is not how you should get a research position. I'm going to start it off this way. So Professor Lamos is my advisor because I'm a pre-pharmacy student. He's the pre-pharmacy student advisor. And I had mentioned that I would have liked to do research with him before this. And then we had our advising meeting for spring classes. And then he asked me, he said, are you still interested in doing research? And I said, yes. Then he said, okay, so you want to do research over the summer? And I said, I mean, sure. Yeah, why not? And he said, okay, the deadline to turn in your proposal is in two days. So basically you just have to write up your research proposal, why you're qualified to do it, what your research will contribute to the, the greater scientific knowledge, and then you have to submit like a little bio, just telling a little bit more about yourself. And then a research committee looks it over, and they either say, yes, you got the funding, or sorry, try again next year. So it was a little scrambled, but... You made turned, it work. Turned out okay. <laughs> it was a good experience. I would recommend it to anybody. Um, if you want to get a little bit more hands-on lab experience, especially in the chem department. I know it's not usually that quiet um, in the summers, but this year there were only, I think, five of us uh, that were on the floor regularly. So it was Yeah, it was super nice. quiet. Yeah. Very cool. Mm-hmm. All right, Kaylee. Well, that was very informative. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yes, you're welcome. And while we're here, Cecilia, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you did this summer? Because we haven't talked about that yet, have we? Oh, well, Kaylee, I did not do anything too exciting this summer. I spent too many hours studying for the MCAT, but now that's over, so I never have to think about it again. (laughs) No, all joking aside, the MCAT is a beast of a test, and I studied for many, many months, and... My hope is that this school year is now a little bit easier because I will have already learned a lot of content in my MCAT preparation. And then, yeah, I'll be applying to med school this coming application cycle, which is exciting. Awesome. Well, best of luck to you and to all of our listeners. We will see you next week. Right here on STEM at St. Mike's. Yep. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 
Thank you for joining us here at STEM at St. Mike's. Our podcast is available at Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you want to hear more about new content that we're creating, or if you have any questions for us, head on over to our Instagram page, STEM at St. Mike's Podcasts. We appreciate your support. That's all we have for now, and we will see you all next week.